What's up, everyone? This is BJ from The Chew Crew, and I wanted to take a second to thank all of our loyal listeners. We would love it if you could take just a minute to review our podcast on iTunes. It'll really help us out. Also, don't forget we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Chew on This Pod, and you can also sponsor our little podcast for as little as a dollar per month on patreon.com forward slash Chew on This Podcast. And as usual, you can email us at chewonthispodcast at gmail.com. And now we are very proud to announce that we are on Spotify. So just search for Chew On This, a Nerd United podcast, and boom, there we are. So thanks again to all of you out there. And until next time, folks, chew on that. Welcome to episode 220 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic, welcome to a real special episode of Chew on This. This is the first time we've ever done something like this before. Um, well, by the time we uh, review this, the movie literally just came out. And because of how it's being distributed, you only get to watch it twice. There's only yep. two times you can watch this. So we're here tonight to review um, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Um, this is like a long time coming. And did you get an intro from Jane Silent Bob or Kevin Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they okay. do. There's, uh, yeah, he does one intro and, but he talks about what each night is going to be like tonight is just the movie in the second showing they're doing a double feature. Right. So I, I didn't do the double feature, obviously. I just did no. the, the main one. And, um, uh, let's, let's go. Well, there's really no boring stuff. Um, so there's no box office numbers because it literally just opened 92 hours ago. Yeah. It's that long to get home. Yep. Um, <laughs> so there's no, there's no tomato meter. There's no ratings. So when you're listening to this, hopefully you've already seen it. You're listening to like one of the very first reviews that are out there for this movie. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so initial reactions, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. Um, so I watched, uh, Jay and Silent Bob strike back, uh, in kind of preparation and everything for this movie. It seems like I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, and, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought, um, what I liked about it is that it felt like a more mature version of Jay and Silent Bob strike back. There was still some goofiness and silliness and stuff, but it definitely, uh, tugged at the heartstrings a few times, which I didn't expect. Although he did mention it in the intro, so. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't it, believe him. I didn't. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't. There's no you. way. Yeah, There's and no then way. it happened. I've seen, I've I was seen like, your movies. It. There's no way I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. So, but there was a lot of times I laughed, and it's just one of those movies where you just got to sit back and just be entertained. It's not. It, it doesn't take itself seriously, you know. And it's. And, oh, well, and all the entire movie like is a satire. Yeah, big time. Um, but no, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun, and there were some cameos that I really I thought were stellar. Um, my only gripe would be that I just wanted more. I'm always wanting more shit. I just wanted more, and so yeah. but but I like but there's some parts in it that we'll get into that I I really I I liked a lot. Um, so what did, what did you think? I I really loved it. I mean, there. Driving back, I was thinking about the movie, and I was like, I, I think I really like this movie. I, I had a really good crowd. Everybody, obviously, that's going to see this movie um, in these two days are Kevin Smith fans. This is yes. not something that you do on a Tuesday night, um, <laughs> right? You know, if you don't know Kevin Smith, um, and right off the bat, like I I thoroughly enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. Um, I might have only one gripe in the entire movie. Um, and I don't know. It just felt like, even though they didn't spend a lot of time in it, it felt like a Jersey movie, you mm-hmm. know, until they started leaving. Like that little quip about, um, it was Molly Shannon who, you know, sounds like she's from Texas. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm from Jersey. 
and uh, she Jersey. said South Jersey, and I was like, <laughs> oh shit, that's true, because for some reason, people in South Jersey I've met have like a southern accent i don't know why but i thought like oh my god i wonder how many people in this theater actually get that like actually are laughing because they think it's funny or laughing because it actually is true right (laughs) right uh because again we're in california so not a lot i bet you there's might not have been a lot of jersey people in the theater that i went to and probably not yours either no but overall like i said I, i really liked it um I mean, maybe we should talk about the negatives. I didn't have a lot of negatives, so maybe we should just get out of the way. Um, let me think. Um, stupid nitpicky shit. I, I really wish Randall was in it. Uh, oh, right. Well, he, you know, they, they, I guess they made up afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So because I really, Clerks 3 was announced, which I totally get that. Um, he wasn't on the Clerks panel at the end, which I thought that was funny when it, everyone was in black and white. Yeah. Um, that was great. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of any gripes, really. Um, you, I knew what I was going to get. I walked in there knowing exactly what I was going to get, and I got it. You know, so really, I don't have a lot to, I mean, say about it other than, um, you know, I just wish there were a couple people in it that that weren't in it, and uh, I thought uh, the a lot of the cameos were were fantastic. Um, really, not a lot of surprises. I kind of wish they held on to the Affleck surprise. Cause like probably the best part of the entire movie to me was when Affleck was in it. Uh, that whole scene, that whole monologue. Yeah. That whole scene he apparently wrote after he got back in touch with Affleck and they recorded that quickly. And that whole scene just fucking works like crazy works like crazy. And they got Joey Lauren Adams to, to act with them. I I just, Oh yeah. How about the fact that they closed out, they closed out, like chasing that was like you're chasing Amy too. Yeah, that was just so great. Uh, yeah, by far my favorite scene in the whole movie was that, and I got a little like, you know, a little teary eyed, you know, and yeah. uh, and they, you know, so, and they reference them making up and all that shit. Anyway, I I really enjoy this movie. What what I uh, my my only gripe in the in the movie. I think what you're saying is I I, I kind of got the movie that I was expecting, but I got so much more. Yeah. And that's why I think I liked it so much because I was expecting, I, I think I knew going in that it was a parody, you know, of, of, of all the superhero stuff going on and then sequels and all the other shit. But it, it went a little bit deeper than that. And sometimes I think like there was one time where I was like, oh, that's a little bit too much soapboxy. And it was, um, it was when you found out that the, um, the, the, the Chinese girl, oh, the Chinese yeah. girl turned Russian and then she started talking about, Invading the polls or the you know right, the voting the ballots elections. and shit like that. I was like, ah, that sounds a little bit too preachy. Right. Um, but then like it kind of ended a little bit. They threw a lot of like jokes here and there, and when when all shit. I mean, I I thought it was hilarious when he's like, okay, and he starts like Kevin Smith comes onto the screen while all this chaos is happening, starts smoking a joint, and is narrating exactly like he's basically making fun of Marvel right there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because <laughs> the one thing about Marvel is that it follows a certain script. You can kind of predict when the punches are coming. You you know when the t- twists and turns kind of happen. Right. Right. And, um, and I thought that was brilliant that he was like, you know what? I'd probably end a, you know, a dissolve right here or whatever he said. And it fucking fades back to, <laughs> it fades into, the, the uh, you know, the quickie mart, you know, yeah. so a oh, quick stop. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought those, those things, I, you know, I wish I had that intro when I first saw the first strikes back because I didn't know till like maybe a year or two later why that movie the way it was. Like I didn't, it hit me out of nowhere. Like I didn't, I didn't know what the hell this was. Right. And going into this one, I knew exactly what it was. So I took it for what it was, but got so much more, which I think, again, that's why I think I enjoyed it so much. It's weird because it feels like his most uh, mature movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like what I liked about it. Okay. So I went in kind of half expecting like a lot of dick and fart jokes and a lot of F bombs. Cause like when you watch, some of those other movies, it's like every other word is like fuck, fuck, fuck. It's just in like our nasty. podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nasty dialogue and all that. And I was kind of half expecting that, but then they, he added so much like charm and so much heart to it that kind of blew me away. I was like, wow, I was not expecting that. So even though it's a reboot, which I love that whole like remake reboot like argument, yeah. um, but even though it's a reboot, they did change some shit 
you know, in it to make it actually made it better. So I, yeah, it did. I, yeah, somehow, <laughs> somehow this movie works on a completely different level than any of his other movies. It is completely a parody and a satire yeah. of all pop culture right now, all pop culture. And, 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 but it somehow still is unique in its story. Yeah. Like, and it, um, make, it makes fun of itself. It's, it's, you know, the, the yeah. Universe. when you think it's, when it's, when you think it's going to be serious, it's funny. And when you think it's going to be funny, it's fucking serious. Yeah. So I really enjoyed like, and you know, with us, we've, we always know, you know, what to expect, when to expect it, you know, like we're looking out for these things. And in this movie, I was like, I wonder how he's going to end it. And then when he did the, you know, the joint thing, you know, yeah, I was expecting, you know, I was actually expecting the Marvel thing, which was even funny. Cause like, okay, here's the, here's the big fight or whatever. And then they'll make up at the end and that's when the movie will cut. Right. But the, he somehow figured out that that's like what we're you know, program to think and then right. just interlace that with the fading out or fading into the, to the store, which I thought was great because it caught me off guard. Yeah, it did. It did. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. What was your favorite cameo? Uh, well, definitely Affleck, but, um, let's see what, besides that, I, I really enjoyed Matt Damon's. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, that came out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck is this? You know? And, but then when he and, ended it the way he ended it, yeah, with what he said, it was, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. This was like a nice little transition, like a nice little, like, yeah, okay. it, the scene comes out of nowhere, but you're immediately sucked into it because you're like, wait, I want to know what happened to Loki. The Loki, yeah. <laughs> what happened to that guy? <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Like, he gives like two, was it two endings to, to do two different stories that he yeah, has? Yeah, you got to find out what happened to Loki and Dogman, and you got to find out what happened to, to Holden and, 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 um, oh shit, I can't remember her name now. Uh, it's not Amy. No, 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 it's not Amy, but I love how they, they named the daughter Amy, and then he ends yeah. it with, with, you know, I'm always chasing Amy. I was like, oh, my God, that's so fucking great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oh, Aly- Alyssa, Alyssa Jones? Alyssa Jones. Okay. So, yeah, it was kind of cool to have, you know, uh, also Alyssa Jones in there as a cameo. So, like, they kind of buttoned up that storyline, which, you know, you're always kind of wondering what happened to those two. Yeah. And, uh, and then you find out and you're like, that's fucking, that's beautiful. That's pretty great. You know what? You know what I think? Like, I, I, I agree that, that they should have kept the Affleck thing really tight lipped. Um, and it, cause I would have been blown away by it. It would have been fucking all over. It would have been all over the internet. Yeah. Nerds everywhere who know Kevin Smith would have been blown. I would have been blown away by the fact that Affleck was in it. But the, here's what I thought about it. Like after the movie was over was, you know, Marvel does the same thing where you're like, I kind of wish I didn't see that. But then when you go watch the movie, you know, they, it's, it's not even close to what is the most amazing part in the movie, you know? And that's, that, that's what that scene was. It was, okay, I'm letting you know what Affleck is, but then I'm going to write this fucking scene that, you know, I felt like it was like a, um, almost like a closing, even though I know he's making clerks three. Yeah. You know, like I thought it was like a, I thought, I felt the same way at the end of that movie that I did after Clerks 2. Like, yeah, oh I, man, he, he figured out a way to end this. Yeah. I, I figured that out. I like that. Um, he definitely has some juice. I mean, he can make them all rats in a Clerks 3. It's not, that's not a problem. I lo- but I really think that's the end of the Chasing Amy story. And I like that. And I like the fact that if you read between the lines, it's also them making amends together, like as friends. Yeah. There was like all that stuff in there. And then when he walked off, he looks at his daughter and starts making fun of his own shit, you know, that, right. that he's, which I love that. Um, he was like <laughs> naming all these, you know, naming all these movies that he's been doing um, right. to his daughter. I thought that was fucking great. No, um, I, I loved it. I, I, you know, in the first, again, in the first movie, I wasn't expecting what I was, what I got. This movie is that I was expecting it. And every time they broke the fourth wall, I fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when Affleck is talking about the, uh, you know, the, the Martha, and he's like, I can't remember her name. And he looks directly into the camera. I was like, Oh, that's fucking uh, that's, great. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it when they can make fun of shit, make fun of themselves and stuff. I, I really like it. Just that. everything just really worked in this movie really well. 
I was half expecting Mark Hamill to show back up, but um, but that didn't happen. But like when you know Cockknocker's hand rips through the wall, I was like, who who they get for Cockknocker? And then there was nobody there, dude. You know, I hate to say this, but like when I saw Val Kilmer, I got excited. But then as time went on, I started feeling really bad for him. I was like. Why isn't he talking? Like, didn't he have surgery or something like that? So maybe something, he wasn't, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't able to talk, but he just didn't look good. You know, I, I was yeah. like, I was like, did, was he like, the, I, I understand why they chose him because he played Batman before. So it was kind of cool right. to like, but I was like, why isn't he like, I know he's not saying anything because that silent Bob, you know, doesn't say anything, but it was just kind of weird. I don't know. Too. Yeah. Was, I think I know what you're saying. Strange. It, was it was a little, little strange. It was a little strange. Yeah, um, but oh gosh, Melissa Benoist, like I, I love her even more now. I thought that was great. Uh, her turn is um, was she blunt man? Yeah, she's blunt man. Um, yeah. I, I like I like how they turned her female. No, no, I think first she's of all, chronic, I like, right? She, I think chronic. blunt man is Silent Bob. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyway, I liked I, I really liked that her turn to you know for for that role. I, I really liked. Um, it, it looked like she was cutting loose a little bit. You know what I mean? Cause right. like she plays a goody two shoes on Supergirl. She just does. Right. So, um, I just thought that that was really cool. A uh, Tommy Chong in there was fucking funny too. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, um he kind of acted like his, his role of that 70 show. I just thought that was really, <laughs> he, he really reminded me. I was like, Oh my God, it's that guy from that 70 show. <laughs> but he broke the fourth wall too. He's like, is this a movie we're doing? Yeah, all of a sudden he just turns into the stoner. And he <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I, um, I I really am pleasantly surprised and really enjoyed this movie. I I think I'm kind of at a loss for words because I like I said I got so much more than I thought when he when he was saying like you know you might even you know cry. And I was like, bullshit. Yeah. Like, there is like, nothing. Yeah, right. Like, I didn't even cry in Chasing Amy. There's nothing I'm going to cry about in Jay and Silent Bob. Right. And then it happens. Like, four times it fucking happens. Well, the first four time. Four times. When, when, uh, so, first of all, his daughter was really, really good in this. And Jay was, so was fucking Jason awesome. Hughes. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, that dude could act, dude. I was like, that's what why, is going on? That, that's why it worked <laughs> so well. Because not only was she really good, but he was, like, really fucking good. Yeah, I whenever believe some of the shit that he was putting on screen, he was act. I mean, he was definitely acting like somebody would if that's his daughter. And he, but he can't say shit. He can't say anything. right. But that's why it worked it because so if he acted. Good. And but remember what Kevin Smith said in the beginning. He's like, I couldn't write this role when we first shot Jay, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. We're back in Clerks because he wasn't an actor when he was in those movies, right? You know, and like he pulls off this fucking role, like like. Again, I'm just blown away by how good this movie ended up being. Yeah, I like the the part in the van when she finally like just reveals exactly what all those girls are doing in there, like why they're all there. That was like, oh right. man, that's crazy. Yeah, that hit me pretty hard. Yeah, and the part you see the look and then on the part his at face. the right, and then the part at the end mm-hmm. when um when she thinks that he's about to like bail on her again. And oh, yeah. he does yeah. the whole coffee thing and remembers like what her, her dream was. And I was like, oh, you fucker. That was yeah. like a, a pull from the beginning of the movie that you didn't, th- you didn't think about. Yeah, that you was know? great. That was really so, great. And then that little tagline at the very end after all the credits are done. And he's just oh, like, for, the- for 25 years, we've been sticking gum in that lock. And then it just ends, and like everybody yeah. was just dying, and then you know the lights went up in the theater. I was like, "Oh, it's so great!" Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of good things in here. I, I do wish Randall was in here, um, but you know we're getting a Clerks three, so yeah. So if, I, if, I'm, I can't wait. If Clerks three is anything like this, I mean, Clerks was always more of a serious movie, even though it was considered a comedy. You know, it's 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 funny. But it's a little bit more serious, I guess, at certain times. And Jane Silent Bob, that movie was never serious, the first one. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna be interested to see how much more of a like what's the next level Kevin Smith can get to. If he can put Jane Silent Bob in a movie where you're actually like tearing up, what are you gonna do for clerks? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean he's he's in a d- totally different uh space right now. I mean I'm sure 
like after the heart attack and, and things like that, he's, you know, I don't know, his writing has just kind of changed and some of his sensibilities have changed, but he's still, the dick and fart jokes and shit is still there. It's just Yeah, like now but he just found a way to make everything outside yeah, of it, like, I amazing. Just, yeah, I, I thought, I was really impressed. I was really, really, it <laughs> sounds weird, but I was like, you know, he all grows up. No, I, I just saw it like, this was really fucking funny, but it had a lot of goddamn heart, you know, and I, yeah, wasn't, I, mean, I he was, was not, not kidding. expecting that. I mean, he did warn us, but nobody believed us because, you know, we still remember the first Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> we don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought he was just like joking around, but nope, he was not joking. He was fucking serious and it does happen. Yeah. Just no, no. This movie does not work without Jason Mewes being the way he Holy was in this shit. movie. I, I, I mean, talk about like the whole thing is just mature. It's crazy. It's a yeah. great, it's a great comedy, but it's like if... I mean, okay, you take all the swear words out of it. I could totally show it to my kid, you know, but, <laughs> but, uh, you'd bleep out half the movie. Yeah. But I, I was like, wow, they made a family rated R movie. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is, uh, um, it's a testament really to Jason Muse and obviously Kevin Smith's writing, but I knew that his daughter was going to play Jason Muse's daughter. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck is Jay from Jane Silent Bob going to be a dad? Dad. Like, yeah. this is not going to work at all. <laughs> it's going like, to be weird. This is just going to be fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't know how. Like, what are they just going to end up smoking joints the whole time and shit, you know? <laughs> and fuck, did they pull it off? Like, they, I mean, by the end of it, I was like, I think I can believe Jason. I, I think I can believe Jay's a dad. Yeah. When, and he is a dad in real life, so maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, I think his, I think him, you know, honing his craft too. Yeah, you know, it's almost like watch when he was first in Clerks, you know, and then to this one, it's kind of like watching the kids in Harry Potter grow up. You know, like in the first movie, they're fucking terrible. Like they're so, so robotic. <laughs> yeah, but by the by the end of Deathly Hollows, you're like, oh fuck, I believe these kids. You know, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, if you take the same Deathly Hollows action and put it into the put it into the same acting style from the first movie, that movie does not work at all. And that's the same thing here. Yeah. You can't get you. This movie does not work without Jason Mewes. Like it doesn't, it does that the original Jason Mewes or the original Jay from Jay, uh, from Clerks would yeah. never be able to pull this movie off. No, Not in a and million I loved, years. and I loved how the beginning of the film, he was still Jay, you know, being goofy and weird and you right. know, telling boo boo kitty fuck and all that shit. And it was funny, but like once he figured out he had a daughter, it was like mature Jay all of a sudden. It was weird. Like he but just he still never lost that like but kind he still of like never lost. Of, yeah, yeah, he yeah, he was still funny and telling stupid jokes and shit like that. But at the same time, he was like just more I don't know, like just more mature. It's, it's like uh there was a switch went off there all of a sudden. And I and then the very end, you know, touching when he's giving her the coffee and all that shit, I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. And but but then he went into J mode and started telling her all these stories and I'm like, Yep. <laughs> like this is fucking great. Like they yeah. just they figured out how to do it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I felt like the, I, again, like I felt like the same way when that when this movie ended. I felt I felt the same way as I did as Clerks too. I was like, he fucking did it. Like yeah. Kevin Smith when he when he announced Clerks too. I'm like, what could you possibly do with the guys from Clerks? Like, what kind of story are you gonna tell? <laughs> you know, like thirty right. like thirty nine cocks or something. You know, like well, fifty cocks. <laughs> well, well, because it was that that uh, okay. So that jail scene. When they're arguing, and then he's yeah. like, "Well, what would you fucking do?" And he's like, "I would, op- I would buy the shit and reopen it and take it for ourselves." And I was like, "Oh, that's genius. That's so fucking yeah. great." You know. And-, and then when he shows up at work, and you're and you hear the song "Misery" playing, yeah, you know, and it backs out, and he's like fucking happy and stuff. I was like, "This is fucking like you see Rosario Dawson there, you know, and she's <laughs> pregnant and shit." And yeah. this, this, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, like that it was a great way to end. Well, what I thought was the ending of Clerks two, but we'll see Clerks three. So, but um, but yeah. that that feeling that I had at the end of that movie, I was like, you know, we were always talking about cracking the code, and I couldn't figure out how he was going to take Clerks to a whole new level, and he did. And in this one too, he somehow cracked the code again. 
I, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of Jay and Silent Bob mainly because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know he was making fun of movies. Right. And then you fast forward to this one, you know, I knew exactly what was going to happen or, or exactly what he was going to do, like what the theme was. And it worked beautifully. Like he was able to somehow break the wall, break the fourth wall like Deadpool does and not make it cheesy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, cause I mean, I I admit like I've, I've, I'm a huge fan. I love all his movies and stuff like that. But there's a level of like some immaturity and silliness and all that shit that's in all of them. And it's right. in this too. But but he figured out a way to put that in there and then put all this heart and all this other shit in there that made it a well-rounded movie. That's yeah. a, This is a good cop. I mean, cop. This is a good buddy movie. It's a good yeah. buddy movie and it's a good father-daughter movie. I mean... If I had a daughter and she was of age, 18, 19, I'd fucking take her to go see this. I'd be like, we got to go watch this movie. Right. And it's, it was fucking great. And I'm really like, I'm super impressed that I came out of there going like, I think this is my favorite movie. Yeah. You know, of his, like Jason Amy was really high up there for me, but this one had a Dogma level. Dogma was mine. And yeah. This, but this had a level of like, it still has that silliness, but it's got, I don't know. It's just got that heart in it, and I yeah. loved it. And and all the cameos were great. Like I kept going, "Oh shit, that's there's Ralph Garman," and there you see Mark Bernard, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, there's Mark Bernard," you know. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just pointing Ming, at all Ming these people. Ming was in it too. Yep, Ming was in it, and the whole cast, the clerks, with the exception of Randall, was in there. And I think the other girl that I think passed away recently, but there, but the whole crew was up there, and they're all black and white. And I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, well, um, they were yeah. in black and white when they walked into the to the panel too. And then they got um they got fucking Chris Hemsworth to do that goddamn hologram and oh my god how the fuck that who the hell does he know that he can get Kevin like I think I think uh Hemsworth like interviewed uh, with Kevin Smith before right It's possible but I thought I thought I read somewhere that or even heard on a podcast somewhere that um that Hemsworth said in some interview that it was Kevin Smith that was instrumental in getting oh, Ragnarok. Oh, the Fat Thor or Ragnarok, really? No, Fat Thor. Maybe it was Fat Thor. It was something. It had to do with something about with Thor. And I can't remember if it was Ragnarok or Fat Thor. I thought whatever. it was Fat Thor. But he, he, you know, pretty much like praised me. He was like, oh, it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and Kevin Smith's like, what? Like, oh, shit. Like, you referenced me? That's crazy. And then they saw each other somewhere. And he's like, can you be in my movie? He's like, fuck yeah. So it was like literally, I think they filmed for a day or something like that. All right. Um, he was kind of in and out. But that <laughs> was fucking hilarious. He's like, <laughs> he's like please don't, don't touch me. me. Don't look like, yeah, don't fuck me. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> And then when he comes back, he's like, it's me again. Uh, again, don't touch me. <laughs> Hell yeah, when he came back and he's like, well, if you want to go this way to, you know, make amends with your long lost daughter that you never knew you had. Yeah. <laughs> like basically <laughs> yeah. spilling out the plot of the movie. He's like, yeah. oh, right. Yeah, it was like a deleted scene or something like that. Or yeah, movie. yeah. Those yeah, deleted was, scenes were fucking funny, too. Yeah, um, they were great. Oh, God. Fred Armisen with the hater tots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fucking Chris Jericho's in this movie too. Yes, yes, it's a clansman. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, so great. So funny. Uh, oh, I was so good. <laughs> the clansman's just like, hey, like tater tots, and, and they're like, oh my god, it, it, he's right. But then it showed up. But then it showed up in a different uh, context at the oh, end. That's right. Right. Wasn't it in the Jane Silent, but wasn't it in the Bluntman and Chronic movie? It was. It it was just like, shut up, hater tots or something like that. And they're like, oh, it does, it does work in different contexts. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But like, that's a satire of what's going on too, like online. You could, you know, people take things and flip them where they have their own point of view. And basically that's that's what that move, this movie was. That's the thing. Like, I, that is the other thing. It's like, there's so many underlying things. Like, if you really paid attention, it really captured what's happening right now in pop culture and also in the real and world. And still shitting on Hollywood. Yeah, like but, a, but still it's being a big funny. middle. This movie also is a big middle finger to Hollywood. Oh, oh, which yeah, is fucking sure, hilarious yeah. because he's embedded in it. Yeah, but it's it's well, I shouldn't say embedded. In it. He's he's done everything he's can he can to actually stay away from that kind of bullshit. You right. know, he does what he does because he wants to. 
and yeah. he doesn't have and, to rely on anybody else. And it's Saban films, like when they like they even reference him. They're like, didn't they do like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> 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 this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm, everything about this movie was fun. Like, um, what did you think about that turn with the with the Chinese girl? Um, uh, you so know, doing the Russian I, thing. I, it was a little weird. I'm still it. I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, I think I figured out why they did that because I mean, isn't like I mean, China and Russia are like all over the news right now, and and um, um, and and messing with the election and messing with this and that, and uh, well, well, plus we're you know trading with China and you know doing all this stuff. Um, or a trade embargo and all that stuff. So it, it, I was trying to figure out what exactly what that was supposed to be. Like, I don't right. know. Did you, do you understand? Like, why, did you understand or figure out why I thought from Chinese thought to, was, to Russian? Yeah. I, I basically, it reminds me of, well, that when she, when there was a couple times they like really made it to kill tropes, like the, uh, what was her name? God damn it. Uh, it was one of the crews, uh, with Harley, or uh, Millie. Uh, what was her name? She it wasn't was the, the deaf girl. It was the, she was the, the, uh, the Muslim girl? The Muslim girl? Muslim. Or Indian girl? Yeah. 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 Like, but she was like, she might have had, I, I don't know what that's called, but sorry, I think it is. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, t- um, yeah. I think so. But she didn't act like it, and like I felt like that was really awesome that he knew he was putting diversity to make fun of diversity, but he's gonna write it in a way where it's like it doesn't fall into any trope, you know. Like he could not have written something so much further than what we've seen. Like her backstory was the same. Her backstory was like you know that I've seen that on film before, but everything outside of that, she was nothing like how Hollywood uh, portrays you know Muslim women. Yeah, I love so that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was really But the cool. whole, anyway, so the whole, so when when I saw that, it thought, it made me think of, um, did you ever see Paradise PD finally or no? No, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, there's this one scene. I've, I've told you, I've told you plenty of times, so I'm just going to spoil this one part. There's this <laughs> one part where they're talking about like social justice warriors and, and PC culture and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So they devise a plan to put everything in one fucking scenario. Like um like the the woman they pretend that the woman is pregnant while faking an abortion with um a clothesline hanger, but at the same time she is like giving to the poor or some shit. Like they, oh, they gotcha. made things like battle each other. So like right. All the networks that were like, you know, either liberal or conservative didn't know what the fuck to say. Right? Like there was, they didn't know, like, I guess I agree, but not at the same time. Right. You know, and all, all the news people couldn't, um, couldn't comprehend how to fucking interpret this because they basically took every trope and just mixed them together and said, try and be pissed off at this. You know, right. like they couldn't right. do it. So like when he did the whole Chinese into Russian thing, I was like, okay, that's one way to put you know, not <laughs> centralize it on one thing when she turns, right. she's a, she's fully a Chinese girl and she's speaking like Cantonese the whole time, the whole time. So I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm understanding what she's saying. Like, I know what she was talking about. She was talking about food and shit. Like she wants to be fed. <laughs> so when then, when she turns and starts speaking in a Russian accent, it immediately made me think of paradise PD. That's like of like okay, trying to like pinpoint, be mad at this. But the thing that I I, I didn't mind that I I was the the nitpick that I had was when she was like flat out said like we invaded you know your right you know, your voting ballots and I was like oh that's a little Ooh, bit that's rough. a little too on the nose yeah it's a little <laughs> like that might have been a little uh, bit too that that might have been like too because up until that point even though he was saying things and he was on a soapbox he did it in a way that worked with the film. And yeah, it, would, it yeah. didn't feel it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel forced, right? That that whole scene felt a little forced. Little little bit, yeah. It was riding the line. But that's but, like a that's like a really yeah, and it didn't last nit, that like long. A slight nitpick. Know? And I thought I wouldn't like it uh, with him being himself, but then I was like, nah, that's kind of it. Kind of works. Like it didn't work in like Ocean's Twelve. It, that annoyed me. Um, in in this movie, it, it worked. You know, do you remember Ocean's Twelve? Like, you know, the Julia Roberts character like looked like they made her look like Julia yeah, Roberts. Was like, yeah, I fucking hated that so much. I hated but this that movie. actually, this actually worked. I, I liked it. 
Yeah. And I thought it was cool. Um, and plus he, I mean, he played a hyper version of himself and stuff, which, which was good. And, uh, yeah. I like the fact that her, his daughter punched him out. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Hey, all those people that were sitting on stage and he's like, who the fuck are these people? And they're like, those are the people the, who actually won the I contest. I think they actually won the contest. Yeah. No, yeah, I that, that was like, that's, so the whole, the whole chronic con thing. Yeah. It really is true that he was filming a mo- like, that's how he filmed the movie. That's great. You know, like, and that was, so he, so he somehow got away. Cause remember he says it, he's like, I'm going to put you in a movie where they can't cut the scene. Right. 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 He put it during the fucking credits. Yeah. They can't cut the scene in the credits. <laughs> it's so great. That was so, so smart. the studio's like, you know, cause the studio's <laughs> like, no, 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 I don't care if they won the contest. It doesn't make sense in the movie. Cut it. Right. But he put it in the fucking credits. <laughs> so he can't cut it. <laughs> That was so smart. Because <laughs> he actually he says it too. He's like, I'm gonna put you in I'm gonna find the way to put you guys in the movie where they cannot cut the scene. Right. And I was like, oh my god, that's fucking brilliant as the credits are rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. Uh, that like, was you know, so really, awesome. like this is your walking roll. You're gonna sit in this chair and just yeah, look but at the again, camera. That's, but again, that's that's kind of that's breaking the fourth wall it without is. really breaking the fourth wall. Like, no, it was, just worked in this movie. I just sat there. I looked over at my brother. I'm like, this is genius right here. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> those people actually won the contest. He's like, what contest? And, like, they got like a, <laughs> and they got like a – usually it's like a cameo that you have to – oh, you see that guy right there? I'm behind that guy. You know, like right, that kind right. of a cameo, right? Whereas this one, he put him front and fucking front center. Center, yeah. That was so smart. <laughs> it was fucking so good. And it yeah. was like in this, it was like, I don't even know how to describe what he did. Cause I don't think that's ever been done. No, cause I like, you, so cause like, you know, in other movies, there have been other promotions like that where they're like, right. oh, when you want to roll, I think you, the Matrix yeah. did it one year or some where you shit. You can walk, like you just walk. Yeah. 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 You're just walking and there's no, there, you don't even know if you're actually going to be in the movie, but you might have been on the set. You know what I mean? Right. But in this case, he fucking put him in the movie and it made goddamn sense and they could not cut this fucking the 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 screen time these guys got actual fucking screen time yeah it was so fucking great. awesome they uh, and they didn't have to do shit no they didn't imagine, have to act all they had imagine, to do was smile um, to a camera imagine being one of those people and not thinking not knowing what what's like if this is gonna work <laughs> or not and then you watch it and you're like oh my god oh my god it's better than i could imagine <laughs> this is way better than just walking and buying coffee yeah <laughs> You know, or like pretending to talk to somebody at a pretending to talk to somebody at a diner. You know, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, so smart. I just, <laughs> I mean, shit like that. I mean, there was. I you have to watch this movie two or three times. There's so many things going on. Oh, there's so much stuff, and, and so, at, there's at so at many Chronicon Easter eggs alone. At Chronicon alone, there's so much crap going there's on. There's so many Easter eggs in this movie. Um, and they capture Comic Con perfectly too. They capture the people perfectly and the. And the the con situation perfectly, and the merchants and all that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he's he's in that world, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, that's what I loved about Kevin Smith in the beginning. Yeah, because it was, he spoke it was, like how I spoke with my friends, and yeah, now he's totally. putting a film up there that is like that. That's what a comic con looks like and feels like. No, that his, kind of shit that happens. His commentary is just spot on. I I mean, I enjoyed this movie in so many different levels, and that's what's freaking me out. It's like. Right. I just expected this one thing. Nope, it's not that. It's this. Nope, it's this. It's this. It's all these things. It's like, like if you put hell? like the absurdity of dumb, like if you put the absurdity of Dumb and Dumber, but then you put heart in that movie somehow. Like even yeah. in Dumb and Dumber, when they're trying to be like heartfelt, it's fucking funny. It's funny because yeah, it's yeah. just so ridiculous. But just trying to imagine like <laughs> this like award winning performance where you actually start tearing up at Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> You start tearing up, and then they mention like dildos in your ass or something. And you're like, oh, like they pull you right back you know, out. You're, you're crying in a scene, and the next scene, Jeff Daniels is just shitting in that toilet with his legs up in the air. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the equivalent. Yeah, um, it's so good. This movie was yeah. really good. It's it. This is Surprising. this is one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. I yeah. can say without a doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm really pleasantly surprised that that. This is what came out. I'm I'm really stoked, um, and I hope he keeps churning more shit out like this. Like I'm really excited about Clerks Three now. I was already think, excited about Clerks Three, and then after seeing this, I'm like, fucking make that movie already. Yeah, please. Um, he already like uh, trashed the old script, which I heard he, he said it was like kind of darker, and and 
he, the version he's writing now is the version that needs to be made because it just makes more sense, I guess, or to him or, or now this newfound, you know, this, I hate to say it, it's like the, the heart attack, man. I think it, he kind of changed or it kind of like evolved or I don't know what it is. I don't but know, but keep doing it. You just keep doing it. Yeah. You know, don't, I mean, he hasn't lost himself. He's just gained something that's yeah. really special. And so I'm really hoping we see more of this stuff and, uh, you know, fucking just keep working. Keep putting your friends in movies. I'm really shit. curious to see, cause like after our last review, when we reviewed the Joker, like that, you know, we couldn't understand why the people, why people didn't like the movie. Yeah. I'm curious to see what, what these ratings are going to be when people start dropping reviews. I, it's not a critics movie, obviously. Um, it, it's, I don't the know. Audience we're, score we're, we're pretty harsh. Really high. I we're, mean, this- we're pretty harsh, I think. And, but like, even if we hate the movie, we can pinpoint why. Right, you know, right. and we obviously we can pinpoint things when we love the movie, but overall, um, we're kind of almost in the same, you know, in the same boat as far as like what type of movies we like and what type of movies we hate, and you know, for reasons X, Y, and Z. Right, and I, I just don't think the. I'm curious because if this is not a critics movie and Joker wasn't a critics movie, is our taste changing? Changing, you maybe. because like know. we're usually pretty close to Rotten Tomatoes over. You know, except for a couple of movies, but the last review kind of just like opened my eyes to be like, okay, what's going on? Because what's Joker was what's, great. Yeah, I thought Joker was fantastic. And I love this because of so many reasons, because of these characters that we've loved and grown up with and all that. Yeah, I mean, um, what, what was Clerks, 94? It was Yeah, it was 25 years ago, man. And I, I didn't even see it when it came out. I, I saw Chase and Amy first, and then I went back and yeah. saw Mallrats and Clerks. So, um, I think I saw Mallrats. I I think I've said on the podcast before I saw Mallrats first. First, yeah. And then I went back and saw the two. And I just, I love that scene when they're in the diner and you meet Jane and Silent Bob. That's how I met them for the first time. They walked in to Holden and they gave him cash, you know, for the comic book shit. And they start talking about the Chase and Amy thing. And like, (laughs) Silent Bob's like, he, it, when he starts talking and Muse, Muse is just like, what the fuck, man? And he's just like, bitch, you, there's a lot of things you don't know about me. Did you know I wanted to be a dancer? And he like does like flails his arms and shit. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, who are these fuckers? These guys are funny. And then someone like, I think it was my brother. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, this Jaden Silent Bob. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And they're like, oh, they're they're in a couple of movies. So I, I had to do a deep dive. I went and watched Mall Rats, and it reminded me of like a – I mean, I've said it a million times, and I've heard it being said many times. It's like a '90s Porky's, but but funnier. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, Clerks, which was it, people were like, "It's black and white." And I was like, "I don't want to watch that shit." And like, "No, yeah. no, no, dude, you got to watch it. It's it's revolutionary. It's this crazy, like, you know, independent film that just I don't know, dude. You just got to fucking watch it. I can't explain it to you." So like, yeah. I watched it, and I was like, "This is God damn it!" Like. This was really fucking funny, and it, everyone talks I think if like you're I a nerd, right? And, if you're, yeah, you're right, exactly. If you're a nerd, Clerks is a must watch, and so is Mallrats. I don't care yeah. what people say about Mallrats; like it got shit on by critics or whatever. I loved fucking Mallrats because yeah. it was like New Jersey Mallrats. That and it was it spoke to me. Not only that, but it's because of like the things they were playing. They were playing fucking hockey on the Genesis. I did that. The, you know, yeah. they're reading comic books. I did that. They're they're referencing movies in the People, middle of the conversation with their friends. If you look, at, okay, so if you look at when that movie came out, it was also the CGI revolution was happening right around then. So I think it really, I, I think it really messed with that movie because I loved it because it reminded me of a lot of the eighties, the eighties, the eighties uh, slapstick comedy and shit. But 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 with people talking the way that me and my friends do. So right. I, that's why I loved it. But it, it came out when you had like Twister and Con Air and like Mission Impossible and like all these other films came out right around then, if I remember the year right. And so it just didn't hit. I think it just got lost. But over time, that movie has become really fucking – it's like I think it's the most popular movie set or something like that. It's really fucking popular. Right. People love that movie. 
I mean, um, the shit that uh, Brody says to Stan Lee, like that's the oh, shit, shit that I used to talk about oh, with God, my yeah. friends. Yeah. You know, like that's really nerding out when you take something that you love and then try to bring it into real world aspects. Dude, 25 you know? years later, you and I are still doing the same shit. We're still yeah. doing the what if scenarios all the time. Right, exactly. And, and that that was so brilliant. Oh, God. So the other time I teared up a little bit was when Stan Lee came on. Uh, oh, during the, fuck. Um, he did the IMDb. That was boat. so good. That was, it was so it, fucking great. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, how did you get that footage on there? That's so smart. That's but that again, so good. But again, that if that scene in any other movie just looks like a thrown-in homemade vo- movie, right? Right, right. Like just, just to tug at the strings. But because of the way he made this movie, that scene works perfectly. Yeah, because you had like, already oh introduced God. Kevin Smith. You had already introduced Kevin Smith as a character in the movie. So when he shows up in the movie as, yeah. you know, being himself, it already fucking works. Yeah. And he's just, oh, God, he asked me, he's just like, you're going to be in my next movie. And he's like, oh, cool. You know, he never got to do it. You know, he passed away before he got to do it. But uh, but th- that just worked beautifully. <laughs> that whole thing was great. When he ends it with like, get out of the scene and get me Jay. Yeah, it was fucking awesome because <laughs> he says the words and then, but he doesn't talk back. And he's like, "Why aren't you? You're supposed to respond to me." And he's like, "I'm silent, Bob." And he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck." He basically tells him to fuck off and get Jay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Get out of my scene, then go get Jay." Yeah, it was so smart. Oh, um, I mean, so great. And then like that's where it cuts everything about this movie. Really, um, yeah. Is, I, I can't b- tell you how surprising. Not that he's not capable of doing it. It's just that I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting, expecting him to hit him. all the notes. I wasn't expecting to have him hit all the notes, all the dick and fart jokes, all the fucks in the movie. You know, because it is Jay, and he does curse a lot. Yep, he doesn't lose that, but gives you the maturity of like chasing Amy. Right, that the yeah. whole. And, the chasing Amy two scene is what I'm going to call it from now on because it tells you exactly what happened to those guys. You know, there's yeah. no, that the, this movie, just like Jason Mewes, actually, this movie doesn't take place in the beginning of Kevin Smith's career. It would never work. No, I don't think no. he could be able to write this movie. Um, it, it couldn't just have come out Jason even. Too. Oh yeah, it couldn't have even come out two or three or five years after Jay and Saw Bob Strike Back. It's no, so no, I don't think he could have wrote, written this movie. It almost he had like the. Remember when Stephen King? You know, Stephen King's always been creative, but he got hit by a bus and almost died. And he fucking <laughs> right. and he fucking wrote the um, the Gunslinger Misery. series. No, he wrote he, he wrote the Gunslinger series after that. Oh really? Um, I thought it was which, Misery. No, no, no. He wrote Misery years and years and years ago, but um the he had a near death experience and he fucking started writing um one of the most profound like crazy awesome series the gunslinger series which they totally fucked up in that movie <laughs> right. so that 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 was a bummer but um but anyway it's like it's almost like it he just kind of he rebooted himself <laughs> yeah. control alt delete <laughs> yeah I just mean, like he, he rebooted himself you know I mean, this the this movie is a satire of sequels while being a like while being aware that it is a satire of a sequel, even though it is a sequel. I it's think an that's inception. what he said. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it is an inception. Kevin's good <laughs> like, inception. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how on how many the movie is levels. written. Yeah, on many. many yeah, I, and you're right. I, I do want to see another one. I want to see these guys. But I don't know if there's another story there, but. You know, we'll see about Clerks three because I didn't think there was another story after the first Clerks. And well, then, no, you know, and after and after and when Clerks three, we're going to get Jay and Bob back, just not in the capacity that they are in here, where they're the leads. They're, you know, they're they'll be like just popping in and out of the movie, and then they whack some profound shit at the end. Well, don't for, don't forget, like they're the ones that gave um, Dante and Randall the money, the money to, to yeah to open up open it back up. Right, and they're no longer allowed, <laughs> which makes it even <laughs> fucking funnier. Because one of the st- the stipulation was that they can hang out at, at the quick stop anytime they wanted and right. like, do whatever, sell weed, sell weed, whatever. Right, but inadvertently Dante had fucked himself for twenty five years because for the all that time frame, every day they fucking stick gum they in fuck that with lock. This shit. <laughs> I assure you we're open. Yeah, <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah. No, I love this movie. Um uh diversity, absolutely. You know, I, I loved it. 
uh, I give it shit. I'm gonna give it high honors again, just like oh Joker. wait before before we do it before we do. How about Method Man and Ed Redman? Oh my movie? god, one of the best cameos. Yeah, I loved. I loved how high. How high is fucking hilarious. It is hilarious. And to have Method Man and Redman in your fucking dream, your passed out stoner dream, is awesome. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that sequence a lot. And and, and this movie follows. You know, Jane saw Bob strike back. Really, really. I mean, all the same, almost the same shit happens. But, you know, they tell you that they're going to do it and they do it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not shy. He's not shy about reminding you because you forget. Because the movie is so damn fucking good. You forget your what? It was like watching The Force Awakens. Yeah. (laughs) They mentioned that in there, too. (coughs) Brody mentioned that, The Force Awakens. Right. He's like that's a reboot. They just do that. They just turn out the same shit. They change it a little bit. <laughs> right. Oh god, that's funny. Uh, that's so, so what are your funny. your diversity is uh, plethora, Hi. I guess. Yeah, plethora, and uh, I'm gonna give it four and a half uh, chainsaws. I just wish Randall was in it. I'd give it five. Fuck, it, it was good. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I uh, I'm gonna give it uh, plethora and also uh, four and a half lightsabers. I. If it wasn't for that one scene that I kind of nitpicked a little bit, that's where the yeah. half star is. Yeah. Um, but other than that, this movie is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun. I can't wait again, to see it that, again. Right. I yeah. I can't, oh, yeah. and you fucking get to see it again. You're gonna go watch him uh, live in Sacramento, right? In oh, January? That's right. No, I think so. Yeah. I think oh, so. You fucking ass. Yeah, I I really want to do that, but I mean, because now I want to do it because now I want to ask him questions. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get this motherfucker on our podcast for years. We got all his friends on. <laughs> we never got him on <laughs> <Yeah>. yet. <laughs> like I see Ming, and I'm like, Ming, you were on our podcast. So I see Mark Bernard and Mark, he's on our podcast. And right. so Kevin Smith, I'm like, fucker, I gotta get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know what's gonna happen if you ask him that. He's just like, no, I'm not coming on your show. No, like, but he'll it. but he'll smoke weed with you. <laughs> well, that that'd be fucking awesome too, and then we could just You'd be like, about "Hey, that can you can we just have you on our podcast while we smoke like, weed? Just can we just yeah. do that? <laughs> can we just smoke? Yeah, and then just I'm just gonna record this, okay? <laughs> yeah. Don't mind the red light. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. All right. Anyway, uh, so that was uh, episode 220 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later.